0: Welcome, friends, to our podcast, Cheeky Vibe Peaceful Life. My name is Lauren Mazadonsky. And my name is Michelle Moss. And today we are doing a
1: Mimosa Monday. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> and today we have invited an unusual group of two. Um, we have Mike and Ray Lynn, and we are going to do a little exploration of dating since these people are both single one is in a relationship one is not but what it's like to navigate through singleness and the dating process so hi mike
2: hello hi
1: hello hi guys happy to have you guys so we have a bowl full of questions that um we're going to ask, and we'll we'll target one and then another. But if it's a really good question, we'll I'll ask make you both answer
0: both of you. <laughs> so, all Let's right. start. Mm. Ooh, what is the best relationship advice you have got, Mike? Mm. Start with you.
2: Best relationship advice. Uh, can I, I can try- I
1: preface something,
2: sure. Mike?
1: You are single in a relationship, divorced. Correct. Okay. Just let, putting that out there. All right. All right.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I think you have to be yourself, uh, at least when you've gotten to my age um, to go into a relationship and think you're going to change someone. It, it's just not going to happen. So it shouldn't be the expectation. So I think the more you of yourself, the better I've had times where you know, Hey, I like to hike. Oh, I like to hike or I like, you know, everyone has the same likes when you first meet someone It's it's interesting. And then it doesn't turn out that way. And that's, that's been a lot that I've experienced. I'd say being yourself right up front that way you don't waste your time.
1: So are you oh. saying people are artificial at times when you first start dating, they're putting out yeah, I
2: mean, the, the, yeah, the first couple of times you want them to be. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I talk about my likes and then someone says, Oh, I like to do the same thing. And then you're a month or two into it and that's tapered off and they're no longer right. doing those that's interests. Interesting.
1: Although we've talked about that on our podcast, they know if we don't yeah. like something. So do you find that as, as you get older, because you said at my age, you're not very old, but at your age, do you think that yeah. comes a little easier to be yourself because of the experiences that you've had that you've learned from?
2: Absolutely. And from my perspective, when you get where i'm at you've had your kids there's no pressure i mean when you're younger it's like you want to find a husband have kids and so it's kind of like that stressful thing all that's kind of done and now you can just focus on who you want to meet and have some connection with because you know my kids are going to be grown they're moving on and so it's no longer all that other pressure you can just focus on you and that other person and then it can kind of weed through the things a lot quicker and not deal with all the stuff when you're younger so that, that's what I found.
1: Yeah, be real. All right. Be real. So let's ask Lynn, cause she's a, on the, on the young, a little bit younger than you. Not, not a lot, just a little, <laughs> little younger. Um, what advice have you received or would you give for dating? Cause you're younger, not divorced, <laughs> haven't had kids. So what are your thoughts and how do you take Mike's advice?
3: So I really like Mike's advice. It is very important, as he said. A lot of people come in with your best foot forward. Also, they tend to be agreeable. Like, hey, I love to hike. Then that person's also, you know, they want to be liked by that person and well perceived. So they might be artificial. So I have ran across that. Um, I what first came to mind is never settle, just because you know you do want to find someone. And Mike brought up a good point: being single, never married, no kids. I do kind of like when you're dating, there's so many factors, like, especially, you know, at where I'm at in my life, like, I am looking for a longer term partner. So sometimes you are really like digging deep to see is this someone who I would want to spend a life with or would move forward with. Um, and then also, I love this advice. It's marry your well, be with your best friend and a partner. Mm-hmm. Because physical attraction, you know, that's, gonna be there. But sometimes like you got to really just be best friends and get through some hard times together. And that's what I would say I'm looking for the best of both worlds.
1: Well, that's good. And, you know, I always say this when you're in the dating process, I've said this a thousand times, you're, you know, when you're dating, look for dates, not for mates, you know, don't look Mm. at everybody as my marriage. I mean, just start off with just enjoying the process. Yeah. Not going into the first date. Like, could he be my husband? Yeah. Or could he, could he, could (laughs) she be my wife? Yeah. It's (laughs) just, let's just enjoy the moment and not look for a mate, just be in the moment for the date. And that's something that a lot of people have a hard time with because everyone's do they meet the checklist? Do they meet the checklist? Although we probably have something about checklists in here, but-
2: I hear checklists all the time. <laughs> yes,
1: so. yes. All right, next, nice job guys. Next question. Um, what, when you were dating Mike or Lynn, what is an instant turnoff or a no way for a second date? You're sitting with them and it's like, oh, no way not doing this again or they say something's like oh mm." Raylan, you're first this time
3: all right so i feel like thinking about a date if they're rude to the waiter or waitress Hmm. um maybe how they act when the bill comes if they kind of act a little bit rude towards like you know who's gonna pay and i just think it shows a lot about a character of what it's going to be like moving forward
1: That's good. That's very true. If they're rude to people around them, what's the line? Where's that rudeness stop? And how are they going to treat me or my friends or my family? Good. I like that. All right, Mike, what about you? What's a turnoff?
2: So, for me, when you first meet someone, I kind of equate like a tennis match. You know, you need to volley back and forth. If if you're talking, if, if you don't get a general interest from in the other person, if they're not asking questions about you, if it's just about them and superficial stuff, and by the end of the night, they don't get to know you at all, I'd say that's, that's a bit of a, a turnoff for me. Because, you know, you got the physical, but I'm also pretty into the intellectual as well. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit, you know, don't shallowness, you know, is not a big turn on for me, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I would say you got to be able to conversate back and forth and, and both be engaged. And, and you can kind of tell right away if that person's showing that interest for me.
1: And that's interesting too, because I've, I've said this before. If it's all one-sided, they need a therapist. They're not mm-hmm. there for the date. They're there to have a therapy <laughs> right. session. And yeah. they're mar- a little narcissistic talking about themselves the whole time, not even caring to say, what about you? Or what about this? It, you know, They just need a therapist to, to bounce some ideas off of maybe. So
2: good point. <laughs> good point. I agree with that, yeah. yeah.
0: All right. All right. Oh, what confused you the most, wait, what confuses Confuses you you the most about the opposite sex? (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) They both chuckle. There must be a long list.
3: (laughs) I don't know what the first thing would be. I would say like in the dating process, sometimes it gets a little confusing when things seem to be going well. And then maybe you guys kind of lose communication. It's just always confusing as to like, what are they thinking? Do they want me to text them? I get confused on that. Yeah. What about you, Mike?
2: So in my job, I'm kind of like a professional problem solver. It's what I do every day. And so the thing I've always struggled with is confused is like someone wants help and they're like, well, I just want you to listen. So I, it's confusing sometimes i've learned to deal with it a little better when someone wants me to help fix a problem or not but that's always that was a lot of confusion i'd say with my um my ex was you know i just wanted you to listen to me and not not problem solve so i had a hard time dealing with that well why are you tell me all the stuff then don't you i mean you want help or not you know so yes
1: so interesting because so many of my clients that I do couples counseling, that is the crux of the problem. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's just, if, just listening versus
0: giving advice. Yes.
1: And so what it boils down to is diving in deeper and communicating and saying, what do you need from me to support you?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you yes. go
1: a little bit deeper and it's not a yes, no, it's an open-ended question. And that's important too in communicating. But, you know, what do you need for me to, if it's just, I need to vent, I need to vomit this out of my head, or I need you to help me with this. There's two, to, you know, and men are problem solvers. They really
2: yeah. are. And, and for me, like when I, when I moved into a management role at work and I started to coach my team, you have to develop people, not fix the problem. So I started to look a little bit differently. I changed my, my behaviors a little bit because you want them to be able to do that. So I, I kind of read a little bit more, but right, right kind of program for that problem solver approach. Yeah. And you got to take a step back yeah. That's what
1: and, and ask, what do you need? And that goes back to what Ray Lynn said, you know, I'm about not playing games. And so if there's a question about, you know, there's that whole thing of, do I, am I texting too soon? I don't want to, I don't want to be
0: too hungry or thirsty, or I don't want to be too, well, you know what I noticed in dating just from my personal experience, I feel like whenever I had to question someone like that, I just felt like it just wasn't the right fit. If I have to question, if I should text you, if, why aren't you texting me? Like if those questions come up, that's too much game. Yeah. It's not, it's not the right connection. At least that's. I what agree.
2: hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Well, Ray Lynn, you've just, you're in the process of, you know, going through dates. What do you think? Is that, does that, is that one of those turnoffs when you're playing those games? You know, it's a confusion, but is it like, wait, I don't even want to deal with this.
3: Definitely. It's always really nice when someone makes it easy without having to question so much and like know where you stand with that person and second guess things. That's already like, you know, dating could already be a little bit tough in some regards. So when someone makes it easy, I'm just that's like my way to know kind of what Lauren says that this is on the right path. This is off the, uh, this isn't one
1: of the questions. I just thought of it. How are you guys, do you prefer texting? Or face-to-face, you know, like either FaceTime or phone calls, you know, and I only say that again, as a therapist, you lose a lot in the translation of texting, but our world seems to text all the time. So what are your thoughts? Raylan? what is your thought on that?
3: So I like to text kind of in the um, beginning stages just to get to know each other. But then once we can get the date, I feel like that's when you can really get a vibe and see that person because so much communication gets lost, um, like nonverbal through text. Right. So I do like to be with that person and then kind of keep the connection up a little bit through texting. Okay. What do you think, Mike?
2: I found the younger generation is all about texting or online stuff. Because I, this isn't a dating thing, but just my kids playing Xbox. I mean, they play Xbox to hang out with their buddies. Mm-hmm. They use that to like talk to their friends. So they no okay. longer just call. They're doing an activity while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in my generation, it's still a little bit more I think texting is safer Mm -hmm. for people when they first meet it's that you kind of have that barrier
1: well you also have time to think before you hit Mm -hmm. push play I mean yeah yeah, absolutely
2: and then yeah I think there's like Ray Lynn said I think there's like a a good mix Mm -hmm. uh, of the two but I prefer some some more face-to-face but we're all in a rush now and we're all used to texting short I mean, text. Heck, you have a whole series of like things you just hit a button and already like pre. Yeah, you don't have to think of it. Text messages. You yeah. don't even you do can do finish anything, the sentence.
1: You know? But on the other hand, yeah, right. <laughs> when you're in a relationship, and again, this is also um, advice I would give my my clients is that it's okay to throw a bone of a text, just a hey, I'm thinking of you, or hey, I can't wait to see you, or hey, I think you're sexy,
0: or hey, I love you. You know, just that little throw them a bone during the day so that they know yeah. that you know that they. But been I even about. would bring that up in conversation of. Putting the expectation out there that I have my kids a lot, so if we have to go like four days without seeing each other, I would like to jump on the phone and talk even just for a little bit yeah. because I I don't think like conversation should be through text right. like no. that's not the like getting to know each other like I want to hear your voice I want to hear you laugh or like whatever you know like I I put that out there and like said it yeah. like I would like to do that if we have to go longer
3: in but between that, but dates what,
1: but what you're saying is you communicated what you need yeah. Were. You said it out loud, and that's something else, you know, not playing games and saying what you need. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you plan for a perfect date or what would you want for a perfect date? You know, when you, when you conjure up in your mind, romantic, fun, sexy, what does that look like? Mm. Who wants to go first? I don't know. Who wants to have time?
2: Who's going first?
1: Raylin, you want to go first?
2: Yeah, we got. I think got they froze
1: a little bit. Are you guys there? Are you
2: guys there?
1: Yep, we're here. Go ahead. We can hear you. We just we're just in a very beautiful pose.
2: <laughs> Is it so, if, it
1: I'll do that. Come back okay, there, there, you, there, you there are. they are. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's my. That's answer. okay. So who? What, Raylin? You going to go first? What's the perfect date? What's going on here? Do we need to move to the kitchen?
2: Oh, we lost lost yeah. again. Yeah, this
3: is not it's, it's
1: Africa.
3: during Zoom I've noticed.
2: Okay.
3: Can you guys hear us? Hear them? Yeah, we can hear you. Right? All right. Get all frozen, just talk. talk okay, what perfect date would be?
2: Can you hear them? Can I can not hear
3: them. Cut out a little bit. Now we could get off the Zoom. Oh. Oh no, Here, are Here. I don't know.
1: Okay. No. This is real life. Uh huh. Can you hear us? Can
3: you see us? Yeah.
2: I, I, yeah. Yep. All Good right. So you know.
3: Back to the question, Raylin. Perfect date. Go. <laughs> All right. So I'm a foodie. So I think a mix of like getting a bite to eat, maybe grabbing a coffee, kind of an adventure type situation, like going outside, taking a walk, um, getting to know each other more. Um I mean that would be perfect date for me. Okay, that sounds good. Mike, what do you think?
2: We lost them again. You
1: know, okay, there they go. Do you want me to move? Oh, I don't care. Go
2: ahead and ask him Go ahead and have Mike comment. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, I'd say very similar to what Ray Lynn said. Um I really enjoy um the outdoors so something where you, you kind of go outside fresh air and and then, then you have a good meal there's nothing better than like having kind of being outside and and, and resetting your body and then you, you go get cleaned up you go to, to a nice dinner and for me it's always Especially when I travel for work, I always like to do a new restaurant or something new. So, so that's what I find exciting. I mean, you have your favorites, but something with those two and, you know, with the 50 degrees this weekend, you know, there's hope I can see my yard again. So uh, the fact that spring's coming, that's that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: Sounds like you both have, that's a similar thing, you know? Yeah, I'd, like, I'd say, say, yeah. You know, favorite, going to a nice restaurant,
0: spending some time outside. Like so Mike, that. as a guy, do you like to plan dates? Do you like to be in charge of it? Even if you're further into a relationship, is that something you enjoy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fun when when the person you're with plans it as well, but I, I do enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun to, especially to surprise someone with what you're going to do, where you're going to go, kind of as a last minute thing. And then get get a good reaction, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm all about that.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> I just think people enjoy like, it shows that you care about that person if you're going to spend the time to plan something you know even if it's just getting a burger and going somewhere the fact that you you took the time i think means a lot
0: and that can be kind of the fun thing about like you said later down the road if you kind of take turns doing that and i mean even sometimes with our date nights like just when we don't have the kids we do that or i'll be like oh i found this place like i would love to go try it or just you know putting in that effort and not putting it always on the other
3: person
1: or planning it together. I love getting on the computer together with someone and just, you know, let's do this. Together. Sometimes people feel pressure and don't don't like to do that. So taking that pressure off a little bit and doing it together. So. Mm-hmm. Right, your turn.
2: Yeah,
1: Sorry about our computer. I don't know what's going on here. What do you look for in a date? A potential date.
2: Oh, no, okay. Not going somewhere, but like. No, like you
1: were when you were looking. Before you met your significant other, what were you looking for for both of you guys? We'll do this. Today.
2: You wanna go first?
3: Sure. So um, I would say someone who's well mannered, um, good conversation, who's someone who's fun and funny. Um, you know, like the connection's really important. So when you're talking, just kind of feeling like you're on the same page in some regard. And someone who's open-minded, open to try new things.
1: I like that. You like the manners. That's a very, in case anybody, any potential men um, are out there, this is, Ray Lynn is about, very much about manners and kindness and, you know, I like that. That's important. Yeah. first thing you said. Okay, Mike.
2: For, for me, just based on experiences I've had, um, someone who is, you uh, would be self-starting and independent and would, isn't uh, someone that needs me necessarily. I've been into a, a few uh, I'll say needy uh, relationships in the past. Um, but they kind of want to, they want to be with you, but they don't need you necessarily. I've reached that point in my life. And again, getting back to, I'm at a different point than Ray Lynn where, you know, I'm just looking for uh, kind of one-on-one Um so that, that's what I would be looking for would be the main, main thing. And then obviously similar interests. I mean, you got to have something that you're going to be um, doing together long-term if, if it's something that's going to work, but you have to have similar interests from that perspective.
1: That's good. And you know, it's interesting that you said about needy because um, sometimes when we're in a healthier place, we want to attract healthier people. And when we're in an unhealthy place, we attract unhealthy people. But if we are healthy, those unhealthy people really stand out. Wait a minute, there's something here that's not, not really working. So, all right, good answers. You guys are doing a good job. Um, I guess you guys already kind of said that what's healthy. You said that already. Um, well, this kind of flows since your last relationship, like you're in one now, Mike, but prior to this one, and Ray Lynn, for you, how have you worked on yourself? What have you done to grow? What have you done to be in a healthier place so that you attract healthier people?
2: Hmm.
0: Go ahead, Mike.
2: Let me take that one. Um, That's a good question. You know, I, I would say my, my life has, has, um, become more simplified over the past three to four years after a lot of, uh, challenges with, with certain things on a personal level. So for me, um, and I, I think, and Lauren said about this uh, in the past too, know your worth, um, don't settle. Um, And that's kind of where, where I've been is, is um, I've taken a step back and, and I feel like if you're desperately looking for someone, if you're like urgently looking um, you kind of can rush into something that's not necessarily the best if you just kind of let it come to you and a little less stressed out about it. And I feel like the, 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 the more laid back you are, the better things are, like the, things kind of find their way when, when you're less worried about the, the outcome. When so you're, left, look, when you're
1: less there. looking for a mate and you're just enjoying
2: the date.
0: Well, yeah, that basically no, back no, you, to that. I like
2: what you said before mate and date thing. That's yeah. good.
0: Well, and right? Being okay being alone, I think, like yeah. how he's saying, still in that rush phase, I think it's because people are like, I don't want to be alone, I don't want to be by myself. Yeah, right. And I know Ray Lynn said she didn't want to settle, that's an important thing that, that's a red flag. Um, but Ray
1: Lynn, what do you think? What have you done to work on yourself since mm-hmm. your last relationship? And I know, I mean, I know you've
3: evolved a lot, but what do you think? Thank you. So it's been for me about two and a half years. And I think in that time, it really time does heal all like just having some time to step away and get to know myself better. And I did get to meet some like really nice guys along the way. And it's just kind of the experience of seeing my friends in relationships, um, seeing healthier relationships, kind of seeing what's unhealthy, what I wouldn't really be interested in sometimes even writing down like qualities or, um, like journaling things I think I could improve on. I mean, definitely wanting to make sure everything in my life's on track, like going to the gym and working. And I think like my foundation is just super important first. And then I would be able to venture out.
1: Well, and that's, that is what mm-hmm. we always preach too. you. got you gotta be taking care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. make your needs met so that you are having something emotionally available for somebody else and
0: for someone on that like level that's in that same place of taking care of themselves loving themselves yeah. like so if you just go love. out there and you're like a hot mess i feel like that's what you attract mm-hmm. right
2: <laughs> yep
0: and i'm sure you both have seen some of that in your
2: <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> maybe a little
0: <laughs> that might be that moment of that first date where Mike's like, nope, this is a no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The
0: second date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Are there any burning questions you would like to ask the opposite sex? You know, as a
1: that's female, the is there anything, Ray Lynn, that you could say, okay, here's, let's rip the bandage off. Mike. What about this, or yeah, especially Mike, being in the dating game? Is there anything you can think of to say, Raylan? What do you think about this? Because this is, you know, this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't have it. Maybe get it all figured out, and you don't have any burning questions. I'm sure mm-hmm. that because they always say, "Was it men are from Mars, women are from Venus?" And you know, we come at things in a different way. And even just like the problem solving thing, you know, what is it that my question's already in the bowl? <laughs> oh
0: yeah, we haven't come to it. Either. Yeah, we haven't came to it yet.
2: What do you guys think? I have, a, I have a good one. And I'd say it's maybe for the younger generation too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and at least the challenge that I see is when I was younger, and, and again, we deal with our generational feedback. You know, when my parents were young, there were traditional roles. My mom took care of the house. My dad worked. My mom worked, but my dad was, you know, he just sat and she, that was her role and responsibility. And then as you move forward and dating, everything, you know, it, you know, chivalry's dead or like, I don't want chivalry. So I think the struggle for guys, and I'm curious from the women's perspective, is, um, you know, do you go in with a traditional approach do you pay for everything maybe there's women now that's like you should I don't want you to pay for everything because I don't feel that way so I feel like there's a lot of change going on and you may not know what the other person wants or expects so they're more traditional or, or new so that's probably the most confusing thing I'd say for a guy is is how how would you handle that now
0: are you saying would my, like would you expect a girl to pick up the tab sometimes?
2: No, no, not at all. Okay. I, I, I'm the traditionalist. So I always pick it mm-hmm.
0: up. So you're but just that, wondering you
2: how, or like you know, well, why are you getting the door for? Like, because you hear some of that now where they're like challenging, like the chivalry, like I don't want to feel like this because that's their traditional role. And I'm not saying everyone's like that, but it's kind of getting a little more confusing, I'd say, for guys to know what's the right thing to do, maybe.
1: So Ray Lynn, what do you think about
3: that being in the dating game and coming at like, how do you handle that? What are your thoughts? I think that, that was really a great question to ask because I could see why it is confusing. Because even in my friends, like every friend's a little bit different from what I would, you know, want on a first date to what they might want on the first date. Mm-hmm. So I think with that question, like I do like more of a traditional upfront. Like I think it's nice if a man were to open um, the door into the restaurant, maybe to grab the first bill. Um, I do think that sometimes like the car door is nice. But when as a woman, like, you know, I'm used to opening every door. So it's like sometimes having to like slow down and allow the guy to make the move because I think I'm so quick to try and jump to things just so there's no awkward moments. Um, And then maybe say like the second or third date, like I would be okay with, you know, picking up the bill or I just think like kind of going back and forth at some point, if that's what the um, man seemed interested in, if they were like really firm on, they like to pay, like I would probably allow them to pay, um, not be like over, I think sometimes I it's easy to step up a little too much. So having to sit back a little bit would be what I'd have to learn.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's interesting too, because we're, we're talking about what it comes down to back to the number one thing that makes a relationship work is communicating. communicating. I knew, I knew you are going to say that. <laughs> because, because it's too. like, yep. you, you got to talk about it. You yeah. Know, there is no, there, there's no games. Let's not play games. Mm-hmm. What do you think about picking up the check? What do you, I mean, I'm a traditional person. Do you want me to do this? Cause I love to do this, but if you feel yep. another, it's communicating and sharing what you want and what you need, you know, it's just totally I, being open about it.
0: Yeah. And sometimes too, like, I know for me being single for some time, like, because remember when I had that one appointment that was like an important doctor's appointment, you were like, let Chris go with you. Yeah. Like I was so used to doing anything on my own and like always supporting myself because I didn't want to feel let down. So I didn't, wasn't good at letting someone come into that space of needing support and wanting the support. So I did, I put my wall down and like, let him come to this appointment. Um, so I could I could see that on both sides, but I think it is it's the communication of being open and being like, yeah, I do want you to come with me, mm-hmm. or yeah, you can pay for this um this meal that would be great. I love that. I think it's really
1: sweet. And then maybe you know next time I'll catch it. You know, it's it's just kind of just talking about it a little bit for
2: sure. Yeah. So how did you feel after Chris went the post mortem from that? So what
0: did you like what came
2: of that for from your perspective? He went there, I, and how did you feel?
0: I liked it, but I also knew in our relationship, he was, he's my person. So I could let him come and support me because I'm confident in our relationship. If it was maybe another yeah. relationship where it was kind of iffy, I would have probably just done it on my own.
2: Okay.
1: And everybody
0: doesn't, you know, I guess everybody does it different, but
1: I, I still think it goes back to a communication. What's your? What do you need? What do you, What do you need from me? Okay. This is an interesting one have you ever had a backup escape plan to get out of a date? Let's say that, and maybe (laughs) girls do this more than guys, but you know, Raylan, have you ever had like a friend call me at eight 30? And if I say the code word pizza, you know, or something that, that I got to go home because my, you know, my friend needs me or something, or, you know, Mike, have you ever been like, oh, I got to get out of this date. I need something that's a backup plan. Have you ever had that?
3: I really haven't had it to that extreme. It's more just to let my girlfriends know, like, hey, going on this date, this is where I'm going to. Um, Or safety. Yeah, just for safety. Usually the people I've gone on dates with, I've somewhat have known. Um, So like, you know, it wasn't really like I had a feel that we would probably have an okay time. It's just not knowing where it would really like lead to. But usually I will text a girlfriend on the date and just be like, hey, I'm having a great time. Never really had a bad date which is a good thing
1: yeah. <laughs> what what do you think mike have you ever been on a date thinking where is the, the closest exit i need somebody yeah. to get me out of this
2: yeah i'm trying to remember i never had a backup plan um i think i just kind of we just kind of ended it um at a certain point but no I, i've never never had anything like that that was so terrible where it's like <laughs> You know they got up and left. I mean, you see it in the movies all the time, like mm-hmm. something like that. But no, I have not either. It, there hasn't been anything that was so bad to where I did that. But you know, they, you know, they, they also didn't go any further either.
1: Well, yeah, and that was the second part. You know, that's that's coming up. Never mind, I won't even ask that. yet. Yeah.
2: That's, oh, Okay. is another
1: question. Your best and the, date and why? Best hmm. date you ever had and why?
2: You
3: want to go ahead I'm trying to think about that one um, I think it's more I'll make it general my favorite date is where there wasn't um, like there was really good communication prior we were on the same page we kind of knew like what we were going to do we showed up both of us being on time it was really easy great conversation and it just went very smooth okay so your your best one is basically things went well and if that happens it's a good. <laughs> Maybe I should also say I haven't dated a ton. So that would be a thing. Like, I meet people and I've gone out, but it hasn't been – well, one time I had a fun date. We went to a Browns game for the first date, and that was really fun because it was just, like, the energy of being at the – in Cleveland and at the game. Right, right. That's a ho- that's a high bar to meet after that first date.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Mike, what about you?
2: For me, it's, it's like that low-key – you're, like, going – to meet somewhere for like, like an afternoon cocktail. And then it's like 11 hours later. And like, you, you went to a park and you did, it was just like spontaneous, like spontaneity, like a, one of those, like, maybe it's an early morning start. And then it was like 10, 11 hours. And you just, you, there was no plan. Uh, you hit it off of the person really well it's organic. And you just kind of, you, you float with the day. Th- those are always some of the most fun. Well,
1: that and that sounds like a relationship, not a date. You know, You're saying
2: like first date.
1: <laughs> you no, know, that that was okay. I'm just teasing, but yeah, okay. Something that's <laughs> like a long. I'm just saying that sounds like a relationship. But oh you know, yeah, longevity, um, spontaneity, yeah, relax, start in the morning with a mimosa, you
2: know,
0: <laughs> end with a nightcap. You know, and it's a good day. Yeah. yeah yeah. All right, I like that. I like the randomness, yeah. Yeah, when you just don't know. Like I remember yeah, one day that's
2: that's fun.
0: One day in quarantine, Chris and I played cornhole when we were in like lockdown times. We played cornhole and it was like forty degrees out, but we were like making margaritas and we played cornhole and it was forty degrees. I'm like, your neighbors have to think we are crazy. We were having like the <laughs> best. <time. laughs>
1: no, they were jealous, wishing they were doing it. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's awesome. It's yours. It's yours turn. <clears throat>
0: What ways have you met potential dates? Bars, blind dates, friends, dating website. How well, what was, the,
2: what was the first
1: part how of question?
0: have you Sorry. met your dates? Has how it been meeting at a bar? How? Have it been
1: websites? Has it been friends? Has it been blind dates?
0: Hmm.
1: Mike, we can start with you this time.
2: Sure. Um, I don't really do the dating sites. Um, I was on one for like six months, like probably eight, nine years ago. And I just have, or I've just the type of job that I have, I just, I'm always around people, meeting people and out and about. So for me, it's more of friends of friends that have fixed me up. Or I just, I met someone and I said, Hey, my name's Mike. Would you like to go out sometime? I'm a little bit social. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so not, not the dating site thing. I, I don't know. I just haven't really been into it.
1: Okay, that's funny because I know Ray Lynn hasn't been into it either. Because I'm an advocate for it because I know so many of my friends have married, <laughs> met, and married on dating sites. Actually, our next podcast is about a girl who's divorced, my one of my best best friends, and met her, her husband um, on on a dating site. So I mean, you know, I advocate.
2: And not there's anything wrong with it because I think they're great.
1: Just well, then, for me, I
2: just like eh. it
1: takes out it takes out the guesswork because there's algorithms and all those things. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. right.
2: yeah.
3: Raylin, what about you? So Mike meets through. Friends and friends of friends, what about you? So usually similar situation, I really like to meet someone in person. Quarantine's really, Mm -hmm. and COVID has really made that a little more difficult. But for me, it's usually been kind of fun nights out with my girlfriends. Maybe you just run into someone and you kind of each, you know, think each other's kind of cool. Um, Sometimes it's meeting someone, like say that they are working somewhere, you meet them, you have a nice connection, you share your phone number. Um, friends of friends. I have met like kind of through social settings. I've yet to try the dating website, but in good timing, I might try it. I keep time. telling you, you know what, this, you know,
0: we, we said at this time that, well, you Hey, know, you never know. I mean, Mike might have some guys that of her friends. age at work yeah. that are single. You yeah.
3: never know. That's
2: true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of young, definitely. We have a very young group that, that Chris and I manage.
1: And Raylan is an awesome person, just saying, not, not, not to mother you, Raylan, but, you know, I do, I do think. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I have so many, like three of my best friends have met their significant others on dating sites and, and they're awesome. perfect matches. So I know, I know it works, you know.
2: Like a decade ago, I remember like, think, or, you know, even longer now, like it was the weirdest thing. You met someone online, but. You know, it's like, you've got mail that movie, but now yeah. it's like, it's so common. It is. It's people don't even think twice about it anymore.
1: And look what we're doing online. I mean, we, it, you know, being in person is a harder thing, especially like Ray Lynn said, during COVID yeah. and doing all yeah. the things, you know, I, there are people that have met a lot of people that have met now, even during this quarantine online, because there's no other option. There's no bar to go to. There's no place to go
0: to. I do like the friend of friend thing though. Cause I think if you're honest about what you're looking for and what qualities you like in someone like, cause that's how Chris and I met was a mutual friend that was like, I really think these two people would be a good fit and introduced us. You right. know? Like, and again, if you're around people who have like-mindedness then then their friends would probably be, you know, But I think that's something yeah. yeah. okay putting out there too, is making sure it's known like what you're looking for. Cause if, you're, you're honest about that. Like whether you're with like a a friend of yours and their husband that if you're honest about what you're looking for, what characteristics and values and all of that, that you like that friend's husband might be like, might think of somebody, but you know what I mean? Until they know those qualities, which goes back to communicating what you want and what you need. right? Right. I love hooking people up. If someone tells me something, if someone tells me something that they like about somebody, I'm like, ooh, let me. Do think. you
1: know that I hooked up with my daughter and her husband because we met? met oh, really? She did, yeah, yeah, and that was perfect match. Um, <laughs> this is interesting, and you both have not really. I don't know what are red flags that have come up in relationships. You know, you're, let's say you start dating someone, and it's like, oh, this isn't this isn't right. Ding, 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 the alarms are going off, um, and you had. Mike had kind of mentioned some of the neediness, but, um, what other things have come up that have been like, this is a definite, not no, but a heck no, I got to go.
3: Okay. I can answer this one. So I think that when someone it's going to go on needy, cause that definitely like, I'm a big free spirit, independent. Like if you're talking to me too much right off the bat, I'm kind of like, this is a little too much for me, like upfront. Um, someone who's jealous, I think that like especially early on when you're just kind of talking and you start to see jealousy, then I think that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who really doesn't have like a work ethic or drive up front, I think that that kind of shows like you're complacent, so that's probably no go. Um, I said the rude thing. Someone who just seems like not very nice or maybe not good morals.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And I know your work ethic is really, really strong. You're very, very strong work ethic and, and have been independent for a long time. So I <clears throat> can see that being important for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike?
2: It kind of goes back to what I had said, where you, you start with the same likes when you first meet. Um, you th- they, they give a certain perception of a of certain way they are. And then you notice that starting to change over time. To me, that's the red flag. And it, it kind of goes past the honeymoon period, maybe a month or two. And and you kind of notice that. And I, I I especially had that in a couple of relationships where up front, again, a lot of the same interest likes. And then over time, it was harder and harder to get them engaged that way. Um, in fact, I, I, there was a there was a coworker. This is crazy, but like she or it, it's it's a. Uh, this guy and he got married with this one woman and he talked about this love of Ohio state and sports and, and just love to go to games and all that. And she did all that. And then they got married and she like kind of
1: James, communicated got- that
2: she wasn't really into football and that she doesn't want to go to the games and all that. And this was like, and this is his second marriage and it, he's mm-hmm. like kind of.
1: He got baited pitched.
2: Totally. Yeah. And that's, that's always my biggest fear is just that you said the bait and switch.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that goes back to being genuine to who you are and, and communicating who you are because down the road, it's just going to fall apart. And you just explained that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Did you ever Google a potential date?
2: Of course, (laughs)
0: of course, (laughs) Hex, yeah.
2: Google, Bing, Facebook, Insta, sure.
3: <laughs> yeah. What about you, Raylan? Same thing. Google, and then, like, it brings up quite a bit. So, they're, like, maybe even see, like, do they have an Instagram? Do they have, you know, can you see anything? So, yeah, I have
1: outstanding cases with the, <laughs> <Yeah>. the <trial? laughs> <Yeah>. court records. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you hate to say that, but it's so easy to do. And, yeah. and our listeners need to get that. If you're going to go out with someone, just Google them. It takes a couple of seconds and then you have that information and then you can make your decision from there. If it's yeah. something, you know, something that's a couple traffic incidents, that's not a problem, but they've got yeah. some domestic violence charges or something else don't even don't even go there
2: yeah we do that i mean just you know everyone has so much social media now when we're looking to hire
1: yeah um,
2: typically kids out of college um just take a look at their accounts just to you know there was one with some really weird questionable photos and i highlighted that and we kind of didn't interview them so
1: you know it's interesting yeah. A whole another podcast, and I, our listeners need to hear that too. What you put out there doesn't go away, and you can do a deep dive. And those forensic social media, you know, researchers—they can find anything, and it, and it's still there. And it and it, it can make or break you getting a job. And you just said that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I
2: tell my kids every day. I said I look at this stuff, and they've done a couple things that are weird. And I'm like, take that down. I'm like, yeah. you guys. It, it, well, and you.
1: taking it and saying taking it down, those forensic ones, they, they can find that stuff. So right. Don't right. even, they got to learn. Don't even put it out there. You know, right. Just be cautious. You know,
2: you don't yeah, absolutely a yeah.
1: giant pile of cocaine and you're doing all these weird things. Right. It's like, you think nobody's going to see that. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Then ha- this is good for Mike because. You, you recently in in the last couple of months, how do you take a dating relationship to an exclusive one? And how do you talk about that? How do you go from <laughs>
0: dating, not
1: looking for yeah. a date,
0: to okay, we're all in, we're committed, we're exclusive. And like when? Like what makes that exclusive? Do you have the conversation?
2: Man, that's a really good question. Uh I, it's communication. You definitely have to have that at some point. I always feel to me, it's always been kind of a three-month window.
0: So you feel like you have to have the conversation like this is exclusive? Like, so it needs to be talked about?
2: At some point, I mean.
0: Because in the beginning, sometimes could you possibly be dating like multiple people? Like, would you go on other dates? So then you feel like you need to, yeah, I mean, I have,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I exclusive, you know, if I'm not with someone, I mean, I, I would not limit myself, but it's also, I've tried to go on dates with several people when none of them were serious and it's like exhausting. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty tiring. So um, I, yeah, I think it's a communication thing. You need to have that discussion, especially if you really like them and you think that has uh, some merit to, to be long-term.
1: But you had the magic number of three months. What does that mean?
2: I don't know why. It just seems to me like... The real people come out.
1: Somebody else told
0: me that too. Like one of my clients said that about her husband because they were both in their marriage.
2: You know, it can be plus or minus a few weeks. It just feels like you've had enough dates where you get to know them now. You know, all the, you know, putting up, not putting up the front, but, you know, all of the... By that time, you've gone through all the dates and, you know, maybe there's something that's annoying by someone and you say, you know, I'm annoyed or, you know, everything isn't perfect because you you start to have a real relationship discussion. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel you owe it to that person. To, I mean, to just casually not have that discussion six, eight, 12 months down the road and just kind of lead someone on maybe when you're younger, but when you get older, you kind of just.
1: You know,
3: let's
2: let's figure it out. So again, I don't know why it's just it's always been a three month thing. So I don't know, Raylin, what you think, but that's why I was.
3: I could actually see that time frame. Like thinking about the last person that we dated and then we did turn into a relationship. We kind of we met in November, really hit it off. We talked and like you know we were consistent. We would text, we would talk on the phone, we would go on a couple more dates, and then by that time we really realized like we're into each other. We want to move this forward. So then by January we were like made it official just in the sense, like we're dating, you know, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. And I think sometimes like, you know, I, the communication is a title could be important just so one person doesn't think it's casual where the other person's thinking like right. together, yeah. they're together. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. And you yeah, know, I think that's a confusing part. Like when you're first newly dating is like, what does this look like? Cause I've never been able to be someone that like, I couldn't go on a date with one person. And go on another date like the next day, but I
1: teach that. I say go to some date for breakfast and then a different date for lunch. I, sex, could never, I could never, I could never do that.
0: But just date I don't know why I could never do that because you were always for me too. Yeah, it, I it only did,
2: I only did that a couple times. Like it was just so I, I met someone, I was out and just sent up. I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go out and have fun and. It it wasn't that long, like it was. It was just maybe a. Few oh, I think it's okay. I
0: don't think there's anything wrong
1: with it. Um, I just, but you don't know why the longevity. It couldn't. You couldn't do that for a long, long time because you're and you're dating and to see what you know what works and what doesn't.
2: Yeah,
1: that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> we have weird. different perspectives. I mean, I'm younger, and I'm like, I think there should be social media. If they, I mean, social dating sites that they have. No, I already know what
0: comes to mind. My worry is like, if I was out on a date with one guy that night. And then just so happened, I went on a date the next night and ran into him with another dude. <laughs> so what I would be, i are oh. not committed. I know. But what if you like made out or something the night before? <laughs> be beyond just <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Was it your turn or my turn? You. Okay. Um, all right. Now we, we already asked this one on the best date and we haven't gotten to specific worst date <laughs> and why <laughs> Worst date oh, on and why was it like literally <laughs> running for the mountains? Okay, Mike, you start since you already got one. You're nodding your head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is a long, this is a long time ago. Um, I had a woman I worked with fix me up with um, someone. We all met out. It was like a casual date thing. We all met out at the bar and um we were talking seemed like things were going pretty well and then like I don't know why or how this happened but uh her it's kind of a date I guess but her ex-boyfriend showed up and then they just kind of left and started talking to the side that was really weird and awkward <laughs> and it's almost like <laughs> yeah and it's like this the co-worker that that was trying to fix me up she's like well i knew he'd probably show up but i just wanted you to be there to meet her because i think you'd be i'm like that was weird That's and awkward so Why would you
0: do that right she sort, of, she sort of set you up yeah so. she was just hoping to get her away from her like mike is yeah. a good guy that maybe he can catch her attention and she'll oh realize God. she should move on
2: yeah. yeah so that that was that was weird
0: yeah because that didn't even qualify
3: for a date it was sort of a meet and greet and then you were yeah <laughs> right yeah what about you Raylan? I really haven't had um, too bad of a date. It was just maybe like we went out and kind of got to talking and realized that maybe we weren't on the same page. And then it just ended in the sense of being upfront, like, hey, I mean, I think you're a great person, but I'm not interested in that way. But that's good. But you
1: know what that says though, that you were able to use your communication and say, either you or both of you, you know, you're a really great person, but not my person, you know, it's, you know, to say that that's good. And that's something I, I hope our listeners hear is that if you're, it's not okay, then don't pretend it's okay. Like Mike said, Oh, I love this. Or I love that just because the other person does, doesn't, it's not fodder for a good relationship because it's, right. it's right. insincere and artificial and it's going to eventually wear off. So being up front and saying at the end of the day, this isn't, this isn't for me. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good communication.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. What is the hardest part about dating?
3: Mm.
1: So that would be Mike, before you're in your relationship now. So the hardest part, you know,
3: what is hard about dating?
2: Well, do you, you know- want first,
3: I could go ahead, because it came to me. So I think being vulnerable what Lauren said, it is really hard when you're used to like staying pretty closed off. And now you're starting to talk to someone and you're like, should I let know. my guard down? Like kind of learning how much do we talk? How much do I share? Like, I know there's not a rule, but it's really hard to open up in that part, especially if you haven't had the best like experiences in the past.
1: Right. And 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 again, even with that, you know, how much do you share? Do you share you know, and I always say to my, my clients, don't share your, every single sexcapade, every single dirty, dark secret, you know, you can be generalizing about things, but you're right. Where's that line? How do, what do I, where do I share? Where do I not share? That makes sense. What about you, Mike?
2: I was going to say almost the exact same thing. When do you make yourself vulnerable? When do you open yourself up? And um, I I always, it's weird. I kind of, purposely did the casual dating thing for a pretty long time um, just because I had certain things going on that I had to take care of. Um, And so I never really had a plan of, I I really want something long-term and I don't think I was ready for a long-term thing. So it's like, when, when are you ready to open yourself up for something long-term and then the person you meet, is that the right person? Mm. To me, that's always given me anxiety. It says, okay, is this the right person? Should I, you know? When you let your guard
0: down. Oh, so I have a question about that. Go back. So when you said you knew you didn't want anything like long-term, you were just dating. Do you feel looking back that you purposely kind of were seeking women that you wouldn't want to be serious that were just kind of like fun, casual, whatever that like you kind of maybe, does that make sense? They were on this, maybe were they on the same page as you?
1: frozen again
0: oh my goodness
1: are you guys there
0: because I feel like for me that happened
3: yeah you've talked about that being in that vul-
2: for, so,
3: back. um I work at great work employment I prior worked at enterprise Rent a car and then through COVID I um got laid off but I used to travel mm-hmm. for work myself And now I do our sales for an employment agency. Okay. Sorry, you guys. That's okay. This is like I don't real life. I don't know what's
1: going on. Yeah. Internet. So
2: I did hear the question. So I I know what you're asking. And yes, I I think definitely there were multiple times where I knew this wasn't going to go anywhere, and it made it easy to have an exit plan. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, because do you feel like you kind of picked that person like, oh, because I know I wouldn't take it to the they're next safe. level, but they're like good enough for now kind of thing. They're safe.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. fun or they're
0: but, attracted or.
2: Yeah, there was like a physical attraction or something new that yeah, yeah. Knew it just wasn't going to work out well. And it was just kind of like, yeah, fine. Sure.
1: Is this me? Is this my question? <laughs> okay, this one's, this one's kind of fun. I love that it's the last question.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So. so What is the sexiest thing about yourself? (laughs) What is the sexiest Just had
2: to put that in there,
1: huh? Look, the bowl is empty. Last question. It's a good one. Well, except we have one more after this. But So what is it? I mean, what do you, I guess, could be what is your best attribute or what do you bring to the table? That's, you know, it's a good trait. I mean, we're saying sexiest, but. Sometimes good, I mean, just somebody doing the laundry can be sexy, so, you know.
3: All right, so I've always liked to have a fun time. Like, I like to make the most out of life, so I think I could bring that forward. Like, keep things interesting and fun and, you know, just adventure, like come up with new things to do. Good. You're open to new things,
1: Mm -hmm. trying new things. What about you, Mike?
2: So for me, I think that's, that's what, but, but for me, and it's just like, there's my internal drives. I have to do this. And that is, um, that I'm dependable. Um, I've always prided myself. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Um, I had an ex-girlfriend who, um, got tickets to a show at blossom and we broke up. Um, and she had bought all the tickets and all her girlfriends that, that were her friends all bailed on her. And she asked me like six months later. And I said, yeah, I said, I would go. I told you I would go. I'm like, I wasn't going to stick her with like a $90 ticket. And she's like, and it was funny. Cause like when we dated, she's like, you're just so structured. You're always, you're always there when you say you're going to be there. And you're-
0: But were you single at the time? What's that? Were you single when you had to go to the concert with her? Or were you in a new relationship? Yeah, yeah,
2: no, no, I was single. Yeah, no, that would have been different totally like if I had a girlfriend. Yeah, but I was single. Yeah, I was single.
1: You know, and you are it's interesting. You're saying you were dependable and that's your sexiest trait, which is, I mean, there's a lot of women that would find that attractive, but it's really what you're saying is you have integrity and that is a really huge thing that women... Look for integrity is what you said. You do what you say you're going to do, and that is appealing. That's what that's what trust is built. Well, on. yeah, it's the action, not just all the right talk. anyone yeah. can say anything, it doesn't mean anything. So,
2: and it carries over from from my kids because because with my ex and I splitting up, that was my biggest fear is them not thinking that I w- I would not be there. So I always tell them, and to this day they they could tell you like I've always been there when I said I would. Now. I wouldn't always agree to do something, but if I do commit to something, I, I follow through. So I'd say that that's my biggest.
1: Well, and that's good. I mean, honestly, we, both of those things are things that we would say to a couple, if they were in counseling, you need to have integrity because that breeds trust and you need to be inventorsome, you know, and that comes to our last question, Hmm.
0: which is is beyond where you're at now. Yeah, so Mike, this is more for you. So what advice would you give to men that are married with kids, but to keep that marriage going? So I feel like a lot of times that's kind of where the marriage falls. Yeah. And I have the woman side. I have a lot to say about that as a therapist. So let's
1: <laughs> a
2: no, it's, it's true because you kind of find that that you get in a routine and um, the, the kids end up just taking up your life. I mean, it's that's just that's just the bottom line. You you have kids, you don't sleep for a few years, right? It's no longer you and her just running off in the spontaneities there. I think I really think you need time alone. I think either in-laws or friends or something, you need to have one-on-one time because you lose that. It's it's um, you know, it's never the two of you, it's always the five of you, or you know, you're running to this show or whatever. So I think you have to have dates. You got to go out and still date that person.
1: See, this is where yeah. I think Mike is evolved. You know, yeah. he's definitely evolved. And so this is something for you to hear, Raylin. you know, because down the road- Because even as a mother,
0: it gets hard because you do. You go all in on the yeah. kids. And then I feel like sometimes men feel neglected. But they do. And women then, are so and much like all even, about the kid.
1: And they may not even recognize it or say it or verbalize it, but it's in there. And so there might mm-hmm. be some resentment. And, um, and so we- Say this, and I talk about it in my counseling with couples, but cultivating that intentional time for, yeah. you know, whether intentional, you, yeah, whether you take the kids to the in laws and you greet your husband or wife. Well, I wouldn't want the husband to be in a teddy, but hey, whatever floats your boat, but greeting your husband in a teddy or in a martini when the kids, you know, are somewhere else or, you know, the, the, the husband or the significant other bringing home something, you know, for her, for, for the other person just to, just because,
0: just because kind of gift. But I know. think remembering when you're in the busy of kids being in sports and going here and going there is you schedule all that into your oh, week. we talk about this. So Canceling you have to schedule in your person sometimes, especially right. when you're super busy. Right. And, again,
2: and the thing for mine is, you know, we split so early that we never really we're able to cultivate that but but i can i just know from experience that 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 would be an important part
1: well very importantly the kids grow up and if you raise them correctly they grow up and disengage from the umbilical cord to go live their own lives and you have to have something to say to your significant other other than how did susie do day today at band or at cheerleading or at football or at whatever 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 you know there has Mm -hmm. to be more to the conversation than just the children and so ray lynn this is something for you to hear as you you know put this stuff together for your future relationships. You know, we're at a different, Mike and I are a different age. Lauren is still with younger kids and has to navigate having a blended family with kids, you know, but thinking about that, making sure date night is penciled in on the the schedule. That was something we
0: talked about right away.
1: It's very important whether, it's you know, and it can even be scheduling in the kids go to bed and you have a picnic in the living room while the kids are sleeping. It doesn't even matter, you know, in, in your favorite comfy clothes or your favorite sexy clothes or whatever, you know, it's just being spontaneous and in the moment. Cause you said spontaneity is important. And it is, you don't want to get into the drudgery of marriage. You know, you want to keep it that way. You want to keep that, you know, whether it's they're at grandma's and you go meet at, the local restaurant at the bar and act like you don't know each other and flirtatiously reconnect at the bar, even though you're married for 12 years, it doesn't matter. It's like continuing with that. It's so important. So this is good stuff for you, Aylen to keep in mind for down the road, right? Definitely. I've
3: learned a lot on this um, podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully our listeners, you know, relationship should be fun. I mean, the bottom line is, yes, there's going to be stinky socks. There's going to be laundry. There's going to be throw up with kids or the dog getting sick or whatever, flat tires. I mean, there's going to be stuff life keeps coming, but how do we find our joy and be in the moment and just be okay, you know, and, and have fun. Right.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Well, thank you guys. This is like a whole new thing that we're gonna we're we're thinking we're gonna go forward with because this was so much fun. We appreciate you guys being our guinea pigs.
2: So, is the first time you guys have had guests? Well, first time session.
1: Male, female. And mimosas, you know, this is the first. time Yeah, this is the first time we've really had a male's like point of view on relationships. Yeah, okay. and we're very right. much about relationships, so we wanted to get pick your brain, Mike. So thank you for being our guinea pig. Um, and yeah, you did absolutely. a great job because you're evolved. You're, you know, you've you've got your experience to to show for you. Um, and Ray Lynn, it was wonderful to have you back. You know, and um, maybe you, in you know, maybe you visit a, a dating site. And, and, you know, we talked about that the last time, um, but Raylan has great things to offer somebody. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, but thank you guys so much. This was really great. Absolutely. We, we, we appreciate it. And we hope our listeners um, get something from this just to enjoy. And even with our breaks in the, in the internet, because, you know, life keeps coming. (laughs) Apparently, my (laughs) internet sucks, but, but that's okay. So, um, you guys hold on the line for a second. And, um, we are going to stop recording and, and, and tell our listeners as always stay cheeky.